This is Culture Matters in Malden, a new podcast that explores culture and arts as a lens to discuss important themes relevant to the Malden community. This is Poppy. This is Osa. And this is Culture Matters in Malden. On this episode of Culture Matters, we are super excited to be joined by a group that is very personal to me. I am because we are the collective in which I was one of the founding members of. I am because we are the collective is comprised of four creative individuals, all hailing from Boston, that came together as a creative force to honor their differences, strengthen creativity amongst creatives, and most importantly, to change the culture of Boston. With a mission set on using their skill sets to provide creative opportunity and create a sense of unity, the collective, I Am Because We Are, whose name derives from African origin, made their mark on Boston. From designers to musicians to visual artists, this group gave a platform to creatives from all over Massachusetts to showcase their talents and create a much-needed creative culture in Boston. In this episode, we sit down with the founding members of I Am Because We Are and discuss the origins of the partnership, their mission to cultivate a culture in Boston, and everything else in between. I'm excited to talk with them about this very special work and how they came to it, um, not only for their philosophy, but how they carried it out and the impact it's had. My name is Poppy. I am one of the co-hosts of Culture Matters with Osa and also one of the original founders of I Am Because We Are. I am also a singer, a writer, an actor, entrepreneur, and somebody that just loves life and loves creating. Hola, mi gente. This is a Radical One. Uh, this is not a paid sponsorship. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing. Um, one of the, also one of the original founding members, um, producer, the engineer, um, and yeah, just uh, trying to spread good vibes and good music, and here, here we are united and ready to talk about the great things that we did in the city. Hey, this is Jeremy, co-founder, one of the founders of uh, I Am Because We Are, personal trainer, artist manager, entrepreneur, everyday business guy, just trying to do fun things. I go by Profit, aka Percussion, also one of the co-founders of I Am Because We Are, um, an artist, uh, creative, consultant, and... Just try to do some dope stuff for my team in my city, man. Seems we got the gold mine of entrepreneurial creativity here oh, with man. you four guys. Thank you. Absolutely, That's absolutely. Great. Can you give a summary of what is I Am Because We Are? Um, I Am Because We Are is an ideology that originated with the Chosa tribe of Africa. The story in which I learned about um, I Am Because We Are, in which we all learned about it, was there was a... A European anthropologist who came to visit the Chosa tribe in Africa, and he observed a group of kids, and what he did was he took a basket full of fruits and placed it near the tree. And he told the kids, whoever can go and touch the tree first gets to keep the basket full of fruits for themselves. And so all the kids stood up, they held hands together, and they ran and they went to touch the tree. Then they sat down and began sharing all the fruits with each other. So the, the European anthropologist was... We were shocked. You know, he comes from a capitalistic Western mentality, so he was kind of confused. And he asked the kids, he said, why did you guys all hold hands and touch the tree together when one of you could have easily outran the rest and kept all the fruits for yourself? And then they answered, how can one of us be happy when one of us are sad? And then they said, Ubuntu, which in the Chosa language means I am because we are. 
And so that pretty much was the whole spark of, like, that was the whole ideology. Um, just thinking about where we were, being from Boston, thinking about what it is that we were doing and what was necessary at the time, not for our success, but for the overall progression of creativity in the city. Um, that ideology is what made the most sense and what's really stuck out. How did this other's uh, focus evolve for you individually? Because honestly, it's not a common everyday thing that I converse with someone who has made a decision to completely think about other people around them and empower them, not just consider their own life and their own success. So for each of you, was there a progression of this mindset or did you grow up with it? Um, I think both. Naturally, I think naturally, yeah, um, when you take a look at just our cultures and, and our communities, um, I have a lot of siblings. Jeremy's got a bunch of siblings, you know, and I think just being with each other and, and wanting to support uh, our families and our friends kind of the spark was just always within us. It was just trying to make it happen. I yeah. mean, I think like I think one of the most practical ways that we this all like took place as well is just we were thinking from the artist perspective because right. we are all artists. Like, yo, how come you ain't able to? How come you're not able to progress with your music? Oh well, you know, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with this. Okay, what about you? Yeah, I'm dealing with a lot of the same things. Oh yeah, well, and then if you add this, oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm dealing with. So when we sat there and reflected from the artist perspective, we then said, okay, so if if we well, we know other artists are feeling like this in the city, how do we how do we change that? So let's talk about the group and uh, what you were doing. Um, what was your mission? Um, how did you do it? What kind of events did you have? What kind of things did you you know offer? Well, for the record, we had some pretty dope events. Heck yeah. Some of the dopest, if you ask me. <laughs> Historical, <laughs> iconic, legendary. You just have to clear that here right <laughs> Hey, we, we planted the seed. I, I have Amen. to definitely say, we, or we helped plant the seed for sure. Right. Definitely, definitely. Right. Describe some of those events. Oh, man. Gravity or living room? We should start from the very first yeah, one. Gravity. Yeah, which was Gravity. Um, we did it at... Twelfth uh, Note. Twelfth note. note, which is this... Rest in peace. I know. Oh, <laughs> it's not there anymore. <laughs> but uh, it's in like Dorchester, Roxbury area. Yes. We found the spot because of Jeremy. I right? used to do, so I used to manage this artist that man, I hope her career is going well. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the most part, we used that studio to do some of her um, recordings. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Jeremy was able to build that uh, connection with uh, the folks down at 12th Note. And we were looking for a venue. We wanted to make sure that we had one that was able to accommodate rappers, singers, a band. They had an amazing setup, amazing section that we were able to do, like, photo shoots, a great, like, runway-style thing. Like, the spot just was the perfect setup for us to really do what we were able to do. And it was really, really, really successful. Um, I think I performed for that event. Oh, you did. We performed uh, did together. You? We opened it Wait. up together. Oh, remember? yeah. Yep. I'm sure thinking about these people talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. It's like, it's, it, was, it was really like a melting pot for like creatives, to be honest. Because yeah. even, it wasn't just musicians. Like a lot of people, other people gravitated towards it too. Come on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, photographers, designers. We had, we had, we had like, 
did we had photographers, designers, we had artists who had live art on the wall. We had um, wow. what's what's his what's the dude's name who brought the food and did the catering? Um, who was Sammy? Sammy, Sammy Saint professional. John Sammy. He had a he had a menu with him, pro- professional chef. Um, yeah, yeah, we we did it right, you know. And this is our first event, and we did it, and, and we planned it with two weeks. We only did took two weeks to plan it. Yeah, and the other thing that was super beautiful was like we had like a little mini class reunion. So many of our friends from high school came through and supported, and I think that was just a testament to our relationships and also the relationships that we all built while we were in school together. For five, almost six years later, for everybody to come and support us was just super dope. And it was cool because pretty much we were asking our friends and families about this event everybody saw the vision because it was something that just wasn't happening and it was something everybody was looking for it's like it's something everybody kind of preyed upon like i want this to happen but either the infrastructure or the people or the mindset isn't here so hey these guys are doing it and i know where they come from i know what they're all about i'm gonna i'm gonna jump on it and that's pretty much it was kind of like a like a like a switch switch is on gravity boom so there was a lot of energy a lot of great energy uh, and how how best. many people did you have there at that first event? Oh man, how many people were there? We there were a lot of people. We definitely there. hit. I say we hit like two hundred people easily. Wow. And that's just like being nice. Event. That's just being nice. Like oh we definitely was being nice it was with an that. Event. It was yeah, it was a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And you had two weeks to plan it. Yeah, two weeks. That's Wire, it. That's all we did. Yep. And even that was a learning experience in itself because we were like, okay, check it. We're never gonna do this in two weeks again. But it came out super successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which was, that's the I guess the that that just shows how much passion like we had when we were doing it, like how passionate we were, right. and how selfless we were. Right. Because you know one of the ma- biggest things was putting on and getting other people involved that was the that's always been the whole point of anything that we ever did so um to be able to do that in two weeks and to have it translate over the way it did like is beyond like great i'm beyond grateful for that and it was the best learning experience definitely so many artists i mean i've met them personally um so many as you pointed out you know so many visual artists musical musicians um actors and they don't feel the support or they don't they feel alone in their endeavor and i think you latched on to that i wanted to ask a little more um details about the way that you supported artists, you, you had this platform, these events, so you'd invite various performers to come. Um, I know you had visual artists have uh, artwork on the walls, so they got that opportunity. Maybe photographers got to shoot, um, fashion designers got to show their beautiful mm-hmm. um, clothing and so forth. Um, what about outside of the events? Did you do anything for... Um, the community outside of those events. Absolutely. We were, if we weren't having an event, we were attending events. We were supporting other brands. We were going to shows. We were mm-hmm. doing Absolutely. other podcasts for other people. Absolutely. We were, we were everywhere. I, we were everywhere. Wow. I, the, yeah. the biggest thing, right. And Poppy is definitely the model. And, you know, me and Profit could definitely and Radical agree on it. We looked up to how you move because, yeah, absolutely. you know, this guy could literally that. go to an event, do an event, and 20, 30 people will show up. So it was like, all right, cool. How can we do that? 
you know, on, on, on that level. And it's pretty much a support. You go to people's events, support them, show mm-hmm. love, make those connections, make genuine connections with them, really be interested in them. Right. And it's pretty much how you build off from that and, you know, following that formula. Right, and then you you take a look at some of the artists that we were supporting and giving that platform, even ourselves, and just to see where everyone is now, it's like, oh my God, like, I can't even, like, I could imagine it, but, like, it's real. Like, you really are still doing your thing. You're really still out here creating. You're still out here inspiring, and I feel like that's just one of, another one of the most beautiful things that we've been able to experience. And another thing that I wanted to emphasize, too, is one of, like, as we as we progressed, like from our first event up until our last event, we started to pull back our own participation in the mm-hmm. events. Yep. Um, yes. So to, in order to kind of just cement the idea, because it's one thing to have people come and say, hey, we're doing an event for the city <clears throat> and everybody's welcome. That's already a shocker in itself. It's even more of a shocker to hear the people who are putting on the event are not going to necessarily participate in the event. So that others can participate in their slot. Like when we had the living room, I had a clothing line. Jeremy had a clothing line. And people's like, hey, where can we buy your stuff? And we're like, you can't buy our stuff. Not today. They're like, why? They're like, because Mackenzie's here. Because Son of King King and Expensive Habits are all here. Mm -hmm. You go purchase from them today. You know, this is what the point of the event was. Um, I'm a performer. Poppy's a performer. We didn't perform not once on the mic. Um, Things like that, you know. Um, so we were we were doing these type of things where we just pulled ourselves away because again this all started with us thinking what did we need so of course naturally we were we were also creating a platform and using it but we saw more effectiveness in creating the platform and leaving it for others to use that brought more value in for the meaning of I am because we are and then for us individually it kind of like just what Jeremy was saying about Poppy him being able him being the role model of what it looks like to go to other people's events and support them without any intention of anything but to just support and say, hey, I'm here to support whatever positivity you're doing. That, in turn, brought back so much, you know, positive energy. It's like whatever energy you put out, you get back. And he was just a perfect example of, you know, you put out a little and you get back a lot. So I want to touch on a, a one thing that is really interesting to me, and that is this notion of diversity. And I'm not just talking about uh, racial diversity or socioeconomic diversity, but but even cultural diversity. Mm -hmm. So where you're born, where your parents come from, the culture that you grew up with, um, and then you bringing that into a place, a city like Boston, and then hooking up with each other. Talk to me a little bit about how you feel that plays a role in what you've done. To be completely honest, it's hard for four men of color to be taken seriously, especially with what we're doing and the fact that we were able to do it. With where we've come from, what we've gone through, who we are, I think is absolutely crazy. Like You go places and you talk to the people that are running these events and they don't look like us. They ain't from where we're from. But um, the fact that we are who we are and we were able to do what we've done and what we're still doing, I think mm-hmm. is just a testament to how diverse all of this should be. It should be. We should see more people like us, and we do. I, I go to events now, and the people running the events look just like me. The people <laughs> that are performing look just like me. And I think that yes. is an amazing thing because when you think about music from Boston, you think of Aerosmith and uh, JoJo, maybe, and uh, yeah. who else? James Taylor, maybe you don't hear about people that look like us and that are are from where we're from. So, and it's not for nothing. Boston is a shallow city. 
you know, let's let's call it for what it is, a shallow city. Gotta be. The appreciation of arts is very low in comparison to science, technology, real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, no one looks at it as art as a priority. Every every kid that's on a block needs creativity. It's like the very nature of being a kid is you're creative. So like like prophet said, you know, we're raising be so competitive and fight with each other to get to a certain point. You lose that creativity. So obviously the moral for that it goes so low. So like Poppy said, no one took us seriously because we're pioneering a culture, we're trying to build something that's needed. So at first we have skeptics. People looked at us and we're crazy. What are you trying to do? No one's gonna support you. But in the end, we proved them wrong. And the lasting effect is we were micro influencers in our own way because we were able to take this vision, this idea, and talk to our own communities, talk to our own friends, talk to our own colleagues, and tell them what this idea was doing. They all showed up, mm-hmm. one way or another. I mean, even even just us uniting the way we are uniting in the city of Boston. Like, Boston is one of the most diverse places in the world, but it's yeah. also one of the most segregated places in the world. <laughs> if we're going to call a spade a spade, you can find the most cultures here and you can find them the most grouped up, you know? So just the fact that you have somebody who's African-American and Puerto Rican, we have somebody who's full Dominican, somebody who's full Puerto Rican, someone who's Sudanese-American, you know what I mean? Different religious backgrounds, different mm-hmm. upbringings. This person is born in New Jersey and raised in Puerto Rico. This person is born in Boston. This person is born over here. Just us uniting alone is breaking barriers in itself. Right, and and not to get it twisted at all, our events were super diverse too. We had rock bands performing. We had yep. dancers. We had the North Shore at our events. We had uh, folks from Lowell at our events. We had Absolutely. Cape Cod. We ha- it literally people from all over the place were coming to these events. Were performing in these events. Were showcasing their arts at these events. So it wasn't just the culture of Boston. It was basically all of Massachusetts. And you know, diverse like you said, diversity isn't just in in race. It's about where you're from and how you grew up. We had people from affluent neighborhoods, people from, like, I'm from the hood, like, people like us there. Mm -hmm. And everybody was able to come together, congregate with music and love and food and have a great, amazing time. And that's not something that you hear about, and we were able to do that. So I'm just thinking of... um, uh, a skeptic's viewpoint and they might say well this sounds really nice and it's um but where's the money how are you going to make money doing this <laughs> oh, oh listen we already have that packed down you know the pretty much sustain ourselves you know th- like at the end of the day even though this is a collective full of bright minds and artists and you know younger you know young professionals we thought about everything from how we're going to maintain ourselves, how we're going to profit, we can keep this going. Because at the end of the day, money talks. You know, at the end of the day, we have we have to show our efforts. We got to show for what we're doing, and we pretty much, for the most part, aside from you know having vendors, we had vendors come in. You know, we had you know we made money off vendor fees. We made money off you know admissions. You know, all all, all together to you know make our next events bigger because exactly. we wanted to get more people. Because at the same time, we started at Twelve No Studio. It was a great space, and we overfilled it really quickly. But what's next? How are we gonna do? How are we gonna do bigger? How are we gonna do better? Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what we did. Is from event to event, we grew and grew and grew, and we found different ways to just you know make more revenue sources for ourselves. And even uh, going back to the living room event, which is one of the last ones we did. We we were at the Middle East at Azusa's, and we literally had that place packed to capacity, like over the amount of people that were supposed to be in. We had lines outside. Damn. I had people calling, like, "Can I still get in? Can I still get in?" Yeah. It was yeah. insane. <laughs> we had some it celebrities was insane. Come through too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. 
But and yeah, it was dope. If I'm all, I mean, I mean, maybe this shouldn't go on record, but I'm gonna just be honest. We wasn't making the type of money we could have made. We were really, really trying to. We were really like lowballing the tickets. We were doing everything from yeah. like, from the. We were really putting ourselves in like the the artist shoes or the creative shoes. You know, what I mean, I keep saying that, but I just want to like paint the picture because when it came to the end of the event. We would sometimes just like just make a little bit over breaking even, which means we'll be able to put into the next event. You know what I mean? What we put into this event plus a little bit more. And of course, the next event should be a little bit more grand than what this event was. So that's that if we're going to be 100 percent honest, we didn't really cash out or make the money we could have made. But the impact, the impact that we had on the city that like, no, you can't put a price on that. You can never put a price on that. Tell me a little bit about that impact. I mean, are there stories? Are there things that people said or, yeah. or things that they um, were able to accomplish? I, I feel like, uh, Osa, you would probably be the perfect one to answer that question, you know, because we were able to connect because of the message of what I am because we are we're doing. And that's kind of the catalyst for the reason why we're doing this podcast now. So um, maybe if you want to share. Well, <laughs> I mean, I... I can tell you that I met um, Poppy, um, it was a couple years ago, and uh, at the time I was doing my own sort of arts advocacy, and I have this same kind of idea that a lot of artists need help and support, and if we can support each other, we can have an impact because society needs artists. Society desperately needs creative people who think not just in terms of the bottom line, but how can we make this world better? How can we help each other? And we can get there much um, in, a, in a much better way. And so when I heard what you were doing, I was so struck. And I was um, impressed and I was moved. In fact, my eyes teared up, I think. Literally moved to tears. Yes, I was. Both of us crying. And, you know, (laughs) though I am a middle-aged woman, uh, you know, much older. She's young, very young. (laughs) But I was just like, oh, my gosh, you guys have something to teach me and others, and I want to learn from you. And so then time passed, and so then we got together, uh, talked about maybe doing a podcast and around the topic of culture, but what's so powerful about what you're doing is you're, you're, you're creating a new culture. And I feel like the way you talk about it, it's actually possible to change a city. I mean, I mean if we're, if we're going to be 100% honest, when we first met on the rooftop meetings, that's one of the main things that kept coming up is that we're going to change the culture of the city. Those specific words were said multiple times in our first rooftop meetings. We're going to change the culture of the city. And I think that attests to our 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 versatile backgrounds on an individual level. You know, not only culturally, but the things we've experienced. We're able to see past what this city has brought us up to be. You know, Boston has bred a certain culture. It's very competitive. Very. Um, and every like the thing is, Boston creates the type of people that go somewhere else and start something major you know what i mean for example like everybody everyone here is like super multi-talented right that's that's how the city bred us you know we were competing with people from 
other countries and other states to come to the universities that we're supposed to go to because we're from here. Yeah. You know, the whole <laughs> culture of the city is very competitive, even if you look at the sports and the sports mm-hmm. teams and the way the sports fans act. Go Patriots. Go Patriots. Go Red Sox. <laughs> go Celtics. Go Bruins. Um, it's very com- – the, the, the culture of the city brought – was supposed to breed us to be a certain way. And I think that, you know, thanks to however our life, our, our life stories worked out, we didn't succumb to that, and we've right. been able to see bigger than that. So, I have one question that I, I want to ask everyone. Right. What was your favorite experience um, with IAM because we are in the collective? It was always the aftermath for me. After the event, a few days after the event, a few weeks after the event, um... <laughs> Just just people's reaction, just people's appreciation, just people's motivation, inspiration. Yo, don't stop. Keep doing this. We need this. Like, you guys are really doing something special. Um, even, like, even those same people who were somewhat making things exclusive and we couldn't access certain events or we couldn't access certain programs would come back and tell us the same thing. Like, yo, you guys keep doing what you guys are doing. Keep staying focused. What you guys are doing is amazing. You know, so that was always the best part for me was just the aftermath of it all. The best part for me is just seeing like the the genuine smiles on people's faces during the events, because you know sometimes we you know we're, we're busy at the events, just regulating, keeping things on on task and everything else. But just seeing the genuine smiles and laughters and the you know kind of like the gleam people's eyes, like wow, like this is pretty cool. And it's there's nothing there's, there's no better feeling than having an event and people start coming in. You know, and little by little in herds and everything else, like the best feeling. Um, my favorite part, I would say, would be the relationships that I was able to build. Um, I met so many amazing people that I'm still really great friends with, that I have great relationships with. I feel like we, um, our, the four of us ourselves, went through a lot of trials and tribulations, and I feel like we are so much stronger and so much t- like these are my brothers, like. No joke, and I'm just so thankful that we were able to have this experience and continue to have this experience because I want these guys in my life forever. So, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for me, it really has to be seeing, like, being able to get people in the same room, like being being able to do that. Like, what we're doing sh- caused you in your heart enough to say yes. I'm making the choice to go there because there's a lot of things to do in Boston, to be honest. Yeah. Or you could just be at home. I would be yeah. straight up. <laughs> Seriously. And yeah. and just to add to that, I think the value is the dynamic crowd. Like how we were saying everybody from a different background, whether it's social, whether it's cultural, whether it's economic, whether it's regional, having all mm-hmm. those different yeah. in the same room. I hate yeah. you on that, man. Yeah, sure. and, and those rooms, everybody was the same. It wasn't like, oh... Just because I'm a CEO, just because I'm a this, right? It was like a like an equalizer. Coming from the guy who actually was the DJ, mastermind of music, who got to see the whole crowd in in its entirely, so he saw everything. And also, one of my favorite parts was just seeing the growth of you know my brother Radical One here from just being kind of like I don't want to say a wallflower because he weren't like that, but just really like to himself and. Just to see this man Silent everywhere, <laughs> everywhere in the world. He's got fans. He's got groupies. Like, check out his Instagram. Like, it's it's wild. If you knew him three years ago, you would you would be super surprised. And just yeah. to see him now is just like, yeah, oh my god, I, like he's my idol.
What do you see are the big needs in the city of Boston in terms of the art scene, in terms of, I mean, you've talked a little bit about people are in their silos, and um, what do you feel are the big needs that need to be addressed? I think um, we definitely need to start realizing our own potential, you know, going back to looking at these different industries and in like Atlanta, Chicago, New York that have these signature sounds, that have this signature culture and Boston doesn't really have that. And I think what really needs to happen is we need to create our own sound. We need to create our own movement for that so that we are taken seriously because it's keeping 100. I, I, I hear people that sound like Future and Migos and... Mm -hmm. so and <laughs> everybody from all over the place and I think that what would be amazing is to see someone that represents Boston or just see a group of people that represent Boston and Boston sound and not like something that's too inspired by something else but check this out so if we were to say what is a Boston sound or what is that Boston sound right or what is that Boston culture I feel like what makes Boston so dope is the fact that there's so many foreign people and so many visitors coming in nonstop. So this is a city where multiple cultures make their pit stops to drop off something and then leave. Yep. You know what I mean? Somebody might come drop off an Indian store there and leave. Somebody might come and drop off a Chinese food spot here and leave. Somebody might come and put a halal food spot in downtown and leave. You know what I mean? So I feel like if the more we the more we appreciate where we're from and the more we, we, we look at where we're from, I think everything falls like smooth because we have the melting pot. Like, if America is a melting pot, Boston is the melting pot of yeah. the melting We're pot. We're like in the middle. Exactly, Damn. exactly. So, so if we can figure out a way to capture that and translate that over to the world, like, hey, we're a melting pot and this is what a melting pot looks like, I think that's where, that's where we'll find the most value. Right. And also adding to that, too, from a business perspective, right, is playing to our strengths i feel like in following a plan i feel like not for nothing artists like to deviate from the plan <laughs> they do yep. their own thing so if we can get everybody on the same page and all turn to the left kind of like how people when they kind of pray to a certain direction we're all praying to one direction kind of all going to one place one time we're not going right and left no we're going all straight so if we can all kind of use utilize our our skill sets and go to the path we need to go to they can stop us. I figure it'd be nice to close by um, the rest of you share about another one of you how you've seen each other change. I'm gonna start. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna start. So, so you say talk about somebody else who's changed, right? I won't say about how somebody else has changed. I'll say about how it it expanded my understanding of this person and opened my mind about them. And that's definitely Poppy Shampoo. I'm going to just use a very specific example. When we were planning the Gravity Showcase, um, he was telling me about this artist named Luxury Tax and how we have to get him, we have, we have to, get him to perform. Now, I'm going to be honest. When I listen to Poppy make music and I listen to the type of music he makes and he's telling me about a hip-hop artist who makes their own beats and raps, I'm like, all right, I don't know what to expect here. Be 100% honest. I don't know what to expect here. I don't even know if he got the good taste in music because he makes this type of music, right? right? And then he starts showing me luxury taxes, SoundCloud, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, this is like my style. Like, this is like, 
I would never think that he would be listening or even like, you know, listening to this type of music, but it gave me that, okay. Regard, like, and it, it also helped me as an artist. It helped me as an artist. I'm going to be very, like, honest because I stopped limiting my ear, mm-hmm. stopped limiting my sound, and I realized he never did that. He always had an open sound. Even if he was focused in making his own type of music, he never, he knew what was good regardless. And so that was something that opened my mind up about him for sure. Um, I I, want to speak about my boy Prophet here. I think think the experience, and also in a sense Poppy too, because I feel like that experience helped them grow as individuals and artists and actually seeing the the artist's perspective from other people, which is important. Important to understand how other people are trying to do the same thing you're trying to do. And not only do that, you met how other people try to do it and try to hustle because the game is a game and... um, like it's there's a lot of there's a lot of ways, but seeing it from that perspective of of of, of a curator at the same time still an artist, you know, you're able to see it's almost a it's almost a come up it's almost a come up because you're learning on both sides, yeah, yeah. Um, and and individually like you like you've met a lot of artists and Absolutely. producers and people that you know both of you guys that have worked and are still working with. Absolutely. You know, to this day, and Absolutely. and you guys are both, both still doing your own, you know, individual pursuits and collaborating with some of these people. So, absolutely, for real, absolutely. That's 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 what I saw. Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. <laughs> boppy, boppy, boppy. You know, when oh. I think about Jeremy, I can't just think about you know our time and I am because we are. It like has to start from the very very beginning. You know, way back in the day in two thousand and five, when he uh, wanted to beat me up. And uh, <laughs> well, <that's here>, right? <laughs> he wanted to beat me up. I think but we just, all did at one point. No, no, right, we don't got to talk about that. <laughs> but just to see, you know, how our relationship has developed from just being like good friends to being like close friends to being like best friends to being family, business partners, and to see his humility and to know where he comes from and to see where he is and yep. the things that he's done. I mean, this guy gave his dad his kidney. Like, <gasps> what? Like, oh, my God. Like, when I think about this man, like, I just, I can't even come up with all the words. And I'm just so thankful to have had this this guy in my life for most of my life and most of my adult life. And I'm so thankful. And you've impacted me beyond words. And I'm so thankful for you and thankful for all of you guys. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I saw that. Appreciate that. And so kind of in conclusion, my thoughts is, you know, and not to sound cliche or cheesy, you know, I've taken and learned from every one of you guys. You know, I learned from Prophet how to be diligent and how to be organized and, you know, how to speak up and, you know, say what's on your mind and make sure that, you know, you get what you deserve, you get what you're worth and making sure that you're always on point because you always got to think about the next person because they don't know what's going to happening. You can't realistically put something on someone who doesn't know what's going on. He can't blind, can't blindside it, you know. And I learned from Boppy, you know, basically how to show genuine love and support for others, how to genuinely care for somebody, how to show up when you when it's needed. And you know, I'm not as complicated as he is, but I keep it as simple. But um, <laughs> the, the love is still there, and making sure, like you know, you follow through on exactly what you say. Because your word is everything, regardless of how it comes off or how it's perceived or how you put it out there. It's your word is everything. And, you know, can't forget about, you know, Radical over here learning how to, you know, stay quiet and just learn how to listen and learn how to take everything in 
and give out a complete thought and take it all in and take your time and because that you know I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm the sharpest tool out here but pretty much I was impulsive I, these guys can contest to that I take risks you know that's, that's kind of the game of all this though and learning how to take a step back and take your time and that's kind of what I learned from that's not kind of that's what I learned from each and one of my brothers and teammates you know that make that pretty much makes up how I do things Aww. to close things out why don't you guys tell us, you know, where we can find you, what you got going on, et cetera, et cetera. Ben Hollow. <laughs> I know a couple people just released uh, EP mixtapes and, and new songs and new Break projects news. and stuff QP. like that. So just lay it on. You me. can find me on the interwebs at radical one. It's Instagram radical at radical dot one or radical one on Spotify for music and yeah yeah. Uh, 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 book me now at who is Jeremy Cologne. Bye, Mo. Bye. <laughs> this is Poppy. I'm. Back in the studio, you know, making some music. I'm trying to set some shows up soon, and I'm ready. I'm gonna finally release something. It's been like five years of recording music and not releasing anything, so I will be having music. It will be coming out, and it's hot. Follow me on Instagram at Poppy Shampoo. That's P A P I X A M P E U X. If you see Drake, just know that. Uh, Bobby took it first. Exactly. <laughs> and now that I'm speaking, you guys can follow me at who is Jeremy Cologne. Exactly how I sounded. Who is Jeremy Cologne? Also, um, you guys can also follow me on secondchance.fit. At secondchance.fit. That's my fitness collective, personal training, XYZ, extraordinary air, all that good stuff, though. Yeah. Um, Profit, aka Percussion. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on um, Apple Music, Spotify, um, Tidal, all major streaming platforms. YouTube. YouTube, that's for sure. Yep, YouTube, definitely. Um, yeah, I just dropped the EP. It's called It's the QP EP. Collaboration with my boy Adrian. Yo, Adrian, who's a producer from Lowell. One of the most talented producers I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Um, and working with um, so that's out on all streaming platforms right now please be sure to check it out that's the QPEP um, C-U-E-P and yeah just follow me on all social media Profit P-R-O-P-H-E-T aka percussion like the instrument thank you guys so much this has been so inspiring and I want to follow what's next for all of you individually and collectively and boston is better for having you in it thank you i want to just definitely take this time out to say thank you to you for even giving us the opportunity to speak you know what i mean to share our story to hear us out to ask us the intuitive questions that you asked us that really get our perspective um it's people if it wasn't for you you know a lot of people would be missing out on some of this information who didn't get to get a chance to be a part of the event so i definitely want to just say thank you to you for making this possible for us as well my total pleasure thank you Culture Matters in Malden is recorded in the studios of Urban Media Arts, formerly known as MATV. For more information about this and other episodes, visit matv.org slash culturematters and follow us on Instagram at culturematters Malden. <laughs>